0: Hi there and welcome to the Bits and Bobs podcast, the most value-adding podcast you have ever chanced to listen to. I'm Elima Audrey, your host for the show and the CEO and founder of Bits and Bobs, now and hopefully forever. If this is your first time tuning in, a very big and warm welcome and I sincerely hope that this is the start of a very mutually beneficial relationship. Once again, my name is Elima and I am your one and only host, the show. As I was saying, I am um, trained as a nurse here in the UK. After reading Business Admin um, back home in Zimbabwe, I am Zimbabwean by birthright. I am Zimbabwean by birthright, and um, I soon found myself. Um, circumstances led me to, um, to study nursing um, here in the UK. So um, anyone who has studied to be a nurse can tell you that it is no mean feat. <laughs> it's just about the hardest thing that I've ever had to do in my entire life. Um, um, when I trained as a nurse, I fast forward to my last year in training, I managed to get a job in um, in an ITU unit where I had my one of my clinical placements, uh, which was something that wasn't usually but that wouldn't usually happen um, for newly qualified nurses. but I think I made quite an impression at my unit where I was placed and they offered me a job for when I had qualified, provided of course that I had passed my um, my my course. So um, that served as motivation obviously Um, I couldn't pass up that opportunity so I worked really hard and I finished with a first class degree, degree, thank you very much, uh, which I am very proud of to this day. (laughs) Um, Adult education is not easy, Um, I had to juggle school, I had to juggle university lectures, I had to juggle motherhood, I had to juggle childcare i had to juggle my own personal life i had to juggle my clinical placements as well i had to work extra shifts so i could make ends meet so that made everything that much harder um but um i i managed to come out come out of it all with a first class degree and for that i am extremely proud of myself um So when I qualified and I finished my training uh, with my first class degree, I went straight to my ITU unit for my first job. Um, And I soon found that it was a very steep learning curve because as well as learning how to actually be a nurse on the ground, I also had to garner some specialist ITU knowledge, which I found to be quite difficult with um, other personal things that were going on in my life at that moment. Um I found that I had to I just moved into a new area and into a new property. Um moving itself is a very stressful exercise exercise in life event and um it was much more expensive for me than it was before. Um so in addition to the financial stress that I was experiencing, I was having to adjust to the steep learning curve in my new career um, and it was all it was all very exciting (laughs) I can tell you that Um, adjusting to my new job wasn't quite so difficult because I had all the support that I needed it was the personal side of my life that was taking its toll and what I can tell you about mental and emotional stress is that it's cumulative it's not going to happen one night you're not going to wake up one morning and um you have all this hovering over you know it's very cumulative and it happens over a period of time and the key is probably to just nip it in the bud but because i come from um a culture where mental health issues aren't very they're not acknowledged at all um it's 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 very black and white there are no gray areas as far as mental health issues are concerned and uh, like I mentioned before, I am Zimbabwean by birthright and that's where I grew up. I've only just recently migrated to the UK. Um, so, everything that was happening... I was raised to be a very strong woman. I was, I'm the first born in a family of three. My parents were divorced um, when I was about six years old. I had to grow up really fast and um, look after my siblings as well and also be a pillar of strength for my mom so she had one less thing to worry about so I was brought up to be a very strong woman and this translated into my well into my adulthood I knew nothing else but to be strong and to just get through whatever it is that you need to do so um uh, as I was adjusting to my new job, settling in um, in supernumerary status, just as I was learning the basics of nursing, um, so to say, that's when COVID-19 came and I had to go and look after level three ventilator patients who were very, very, very ill and near death, so to say. And I can't tell you how much I had to have my wits about me at that point. And mind you, I had just qualified and I was just starting to learn the ropes of ITU practice. And I was literally thrown in the deep end. And this is this is what the situation called for. Um, it did me a world of good. And like I said, strength was my thing. So <laughs> um, I was very unfazed by it all. I mean, I, I felt like this was a walk in a park compared to the other issues that I was having to face in my personal life. It was during this time that I developed a very close relationship with with caffeine and coffee <laughs> because it, it kept me going um, when I was um, working in the COVID units. Um, but after some time, I started to notice a loss of appetite. I just could not bring myself to eat as much as I wanted and I knew because of the nature of my job and the things that I was going through on my unit at that point I needed as much nourishment as I could possibly garner um, this took its toll because then I started worrying about my lack of appetite um, amongst other things as well I had financial stress um, and then mental stress with my new job role and having to look after COVID patients, COVID-19 which was a virus no one really understood and um, trying to keep myself safe in all this, um, you know, malarkey as well as keep my daughter safe because I had to go home to her every evening and she was vulnerable. Um, This made me very paranoid and um, I would wash my clothes twice over my washing machine was always on rotation I would bath in all day every day um, wash my hair every day and anyone who has afro hair can tell you that washing your hair every single day or too often can be detrimental and it really took its toll on my head of hair um, and really the sheer effort of having to do that the washing the shampooing the conditioning the blow drying was just too much after a 12 hour shift looking after COVID patients and I really had to get to a point where I was um, eliminating my stresses and my hair had become one of those stresses so I decided there and then to cut it off so I contacted a barber who was doing home calls at that point because all everyone was on lockdown and um, no services were available. Um, I contacted a barber and the minute he heard that I was a nurse on ITU unit, he started making excuses and he would not come to cut my hair. That's when I realised and that's when everything made sense to me. Uh, everyone, most people, because they did not understand the nature of the virus, Everyone was wary of me now because I was an ITU nurse and I was, they saw me as a great big risk as far as COVID-19 was concerned. Looking back, this was probably quite understandable, but um, it, it, it wasn't a very good time for me. I was already feeling quite under pressure And isolated as well because of what was going on in my personal life, and then this was happening. I needed all the help and support I could get at that point in time. Of course, I didn't know how to ask for it, but I needed it nonetheless. And it just seemed like things were just folding, and everything was just getting worse and worse and worse and worse. Like I said, I'm working on the COVID units, made me quite. um, quite paranoid and when I managed to do to cut my hair, um I, I I that was one thing I was one less thing I could worry about. I mean I could wash it as part of my shower routine every day without spending too much time on it. Um and I also soon found that childcare wasn't available because everyone was on lockdown. And no one wanted to be associated with me because I was an ITU nurse. So it was very stressful for me trying to organise childcare and trying to see if my daughter's well looked after whilst I'm out there fighting for my patients' lives. Um, And the isolation and the loneliness really set in. And um, I mean, I'm no stranger to loneliness. Um, as a migrant I mean like I said I was born and bred in Zimbabwe I've only just recently moved to the UK and um, I can't tell you how lonely it can possibly get when you are trying to settle into a new country make new friends a new way of living it's a it's it's, it's quite a, a challenge but this this hit differently because At that point, I needed all the support I could get and there was absolutely no support to be found. Um, It got to a point where I, I started having racing thoughts, like I just couldn't switch off at the end of a working day in particular. Switching off had become impossible and because I couldn't switch off, I found it very difficult to stay asleep at night. I could manage to fall asleep, but it's the staying asleep that was the issue. I just could not manage to stay asleep. Um, so which meant that I would wake up in the morning and I would be exhausted because I haven't had any rest. But still, I needed to be alert at work. Hence the, uh, the coffee that had become a part of my daily routine. <laughs> and it would give me that extra kick. It really, really helped. In particular, I would like, I would love the filter coffee from Boston Tea Party (laughs) because for some reason, after the third sip, I could feel the rush of energy going through my system. Um, So that helped me. It wasn't a very good coping strategy, but it worked for what I was trying to achieve at that point. And I couldn't imagine not going to work because, as a sole breadwinner, I needed to make sure that my do- my daughter was looked after and I I also was looked after. Um, I could look after myself. Um, it got to a point where I couldn't watch the news because all the news that was there was all about COVID, 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 coronavirus, the number of deaths. It was just very, very depressing. And it really wasn't helping the situation because I felt like, Being at home was supposed to be respite for me but it wasn't because I'd switch on the television and all I'm hearing is COVID and this is after working with COVID patients throughout the day uh, by a place of work and um, at some point it became extremely overwhelming. Um, I felt trapped like I couldn't really do and I felt completely out of control like I just wasn't in control of my life anymore Um, because I've been raised to be a strong person and to take everything that comes I felt very ashamed that I felt overwhelmed and um, it took me a while until I accepted that it is absolutely 100% okay to feel overwhelmed sometimes it's very necessary to be gentle on yourself and to accept that you know you have a right to be here on Earth, just like everyone else in the universe, um, and you have a right to good well-being, healthy well-being, both mentally and physically. Um, I learned this the hard the hard way, um, and um, together with all the stresses that were coming from adjusting into my junior job role and being thrown in the deep end as a COVID um, nurse. um, I had a friend who needed someone... There was a lot of false information that was circulating about what the conditions were like in the hospitals. And a friend of mine who has a talk show asked me to come and speak about my experience as a COVID nurse then. And I, I openly agreed, I mean... I I couldn't see what the problem was and I felt like speaking about it would have helped somehow to alleviate some of the burden that I was, um, you know, experiencing at that point in time. Um, So I went on this talk show and I spoke about my personal experience as a COVID nurse Um, and then um, there was a lot of um, negativity surrounding that interview um, which did not help my mental state at that point in time. I was also buck. I was already buckling under the pressure. But so um, that did not help. Um, at some point, I f- I really had to ground myself. You know, kind of bring myself back to reality. I was so stressed. I couldn't eat. I couldn't sleep. I couldn't do anything. Um, it just seemed like I was being hit from every angle and it's a very lonely place to be in I'll tell you that (laughs) Um, but I soon got over that and I would want to say that that's when I thought about starting a podcast because I felt like I had so many experiences in my life um, over a short period of time and I felt like this would somehow inspire someone else and help someone cope so that they didn't have to go through maybe as um, what I went through as intensely as I did. And I can, I can safely say that's what birthed the, the, um, my podcast. Um, so I, I had to make lemonade out of the lemons that were being thrown at me at that point. And now here we are. So something good came out of it, thank God, which is why I'm able to sit behind this microphone and relay this information to you. Um, These are very personal experiences that I've experienced, and I can openly say that this is the first time that I'm really, really talking about them extensively. Like I told you again and again, I was brought up to be a very strong person, to look after others around me, Um, to the extent that I would completely disregard my own well-being because of those responsibilities. Um, So during the time that I was not working, I had to find some way of coping um, with the thoughts in my head and with my anxieties and all the stresses that were coming out from my personal life as well. And that's when I discovered journaling Because I had to get out of my bed, Uh, sorry, get out of my head. Um, I couldn't confide in anyone because I didn't want to be seen as weak. Um, I still needed to work. The show had to go on. I have extended family back home in Zimbabwe and they were relying on me. I had to look after my baby. I had to look after myself. So really the show just had to go on. So I had to find some coping strategies and these are the things that I would say helped me. I started journaling, writing down my thoughts, um, no matter how gruesome they were. Um, to this day, some of the thoughts I had at that time, I cannot go over and read them again. It was just kind of an offloading exercise that I did just to purge, um, just that I could keep my sanity because it, At one point, it really felt like I was losing it. Um, The other thing that helped was I stopped punishing myself for feeling the way I was feeling. Um, I acknowledged my feelings for what they really were and accepted them. And I I was gentle on myself. Like I said, I accepted that. I was only human after all. I wasn't made of steel. And um, this is what... Any normal human being can go through so acknowledging those feelings gave me a sense of relief because then I could see myself as a separate individual as someone who who goes through the same experiences as everybody else and the trick and the magic lay in devising healthy coping strategies to deal with these curveballs that life sometimes throws at you um, I started listening to a lot of music. Music is very therapeutic for me. I listened to a lot of music. I would dance on my own. I'm not very good with dancing, but I would dance (laughs) because no one was watching, um, just to kind of get my body moving in a different way. Um, Because at that point, it was just me going to work and coming back home, going to work and coming back home. And um, before, covid and the lockdown and everything that came with it i was very active i would go to the gym i'd play hockey i would swim at least twice a week and all of a sudden i was having to find myself not being able to do any of those activities um um, so that 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 took its toll as well so I had to find some way of expelling my energy which wasn't just work-related and this is what I did um, I also like I said I was struggling to sleep at night and it got to the point where I was worrying about not sleeping at night so I knew that I needed some help and I approached the restorative care practice Um, nurse from my trust who spoke with me um, for just about 15 minutes you know she empathized with me she could understand exactly what I was going through I'd imagine she had spoken to a lot of ITU nurses at that point and I wasn't the only one going through what I was going through Um, so she she reassured me that I wasn't the only one she empathized with me so well and um, she obviously signposted some services i could access it turned out there were a lot of free services available for healthcare professionals professionals because of the pandemic um so those signposts really helped me a lot Um, i downloaded some apps that would help me like sleep coaches just so i could get some rest because i knew that once i could get my rest i could be able to focus again and be more creative and um, more alert especially at work and um, continue to keep my patients safe so and um, talking to someone really helped as well because I was living in my head for the longest time so the minute I spoke to this restorative care practice nurse I managed to sleep like a baby that night it was like magic I slept so soundly when I woke up in the morning I woke up I startled myself awake because I thought I was going to work and I was late for work but it turns out that I was actually, it was actually my day off. See that's how soundly I had slept that night and this is after months and months and months of not sleeping well. I had bags under my eyes, my skin was breaking out constantly, everything, my body was out of whack completely and the fact that i was required to work night shifts as well somewhere in the foray did not help matters at all so just talking to this care nurse really helped me just offloading and getting out of my head for a little while um, helped me a great deal um, and this probably explains why therapists make so much money, <laughs> because talking to someone really, really helps. Take it from me, I am talking from experience. Sometimes you feel like you're alone, and it just takes you finding that one outlet, just that one person who can empathize with you. And it makes all of the difference. Um... So after COVID finished, I went back into my normal unit and um, I continued unsupervised um, because I think they just assumed that if I could work on my own in COVID, then I could work on my own on a normal unit. But I had skipped a stage in my training as a newly qualified nurse, and that soon caught up with me. And um, this coupled with my lack of sleep and my exhaustion and fatigue Um, and the stresses, my personal stresses, emotional, mental stress, Um, I, I started making small mistakes in my nursing practice and I started noticing these. I think this was my salvation because I could tell that I wasn't 100% and I know I knew that I needed to be. So I approached my mentor and I sucked it in. I was like, you know what, I feel like That stage of supervision that I skipped, I feel like I need to revisit that until I'm a bit more comfortable and um, I feel like I can tackle and look after my patients adequately without constantly seeking um, a second opinion and um, double-checking to see if I'm doing the right thing. So my mentor commended me for that and I went back into supervised practice post covid and um, I relaxed a lot more because under supervision, you will be looking after patients, but under the eyes of um, the trained eye of a trained nurse, you'll be working alongside with who you are open to, ask any questions, and she can double, he or she can double check to see if you have done everything that you need to do. So I relaxed a bit. I wasn't so tense now. And I could think more clearer. I could believe in myself a bit more um, because of all the mistakes I've been making, I f- it, 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 it knocked my confidence a lot. And it was a big blow considering I f- was on, on a high when I was working on the COVID-19 um, units. I was working independently there. Um, so by and by I started believing in myself a bit more. And you know we all know that self-belief self-belief comes brings with it mental clarity once you believe in yourself you your mind is clear and um you you become more creative or more alert you can make better decisions you know it's like everything's cream cheese going forward so that's the point i was at um in my my nursing practice when i was supervised and then after a while they took me off the supervision because they could see that I was um I was doing much, much better than I was before. And when my mentor came and she asked me if I was comfortable working on my own, um she I I agreed with her because I felt safe and I felt like I was in a much better place than I was before. Um but Everything that had happened, like I said before, if you remember right at the beginning of my discussion of the episode, I mentioned that emotional and mental stress is cumulative. It will not happen in one go. It's like sort of, it's a little that is happening often over a period of time. And then one day it catches up. And I had reached this point where I was mentally physically emotionally absolutely 100% exhausted and one morning I had to wake up so I could go to work and work on my normal unit and I just couldn't bring myself to get out of bed I mean I had situations before where I couldn't get out of bed but I would psych myself up and um crawl out of bed, so to say, but this time I couldn't do it. I couldn't imagine going into work that day. That's when I realized I needed real help. So I called my GP, and the minute I heard her voice, I broke down and I started crying. I think I wept for a good 45 minutes. And immediately she knew what was going on, and um, she, she started prompting me, and then she took the words right out of my mouth. You know, she just met me halfway. She just kind of figured out exactly what I needed at that point. She said all the right things and it helped me so much. Um, I had to be put on some medication at that point um, and it helped me um, as far as um, coping was concerned. And then she signed me off from work for a good four weeks So when I told my mentor that I'd been signed off work for four weeks she was like I am so glad because after everything that you've been through I'm actually surprised that you were still standing up till now. So sometimes strength can be a hindrance if you're just used to being strong you forget how to ask for help you forget how to take care of yourself and being strong isn't a form of self-care I can tell you this now <laughs> I experienced it firsthand and it did not work for me so um I found myself off and during that time I told myself I wasn't gonna do anything strenuous at all I just sat home took my daughter to school Picked her up in the afternoon. Sat, watched television. Just really took a break from everything and everyone, and that did me a world of good. After I finished uh, my four-week sabbatical, I was ready to go back to work, and I felt fresh. I felt alert, and I literally just picked up, picked up from where I left off. I was afraid that after such a long absence, I would have forgotten what I'd learned, but that break did me a hell of a lot of good because I just literally picked up from where I left off and I knew exactly what to do, everything was clear, I could focus, my mind was right, my soul was right and I felt more like myself again So this is the point where I am right now, Um, a point where I know that everyone needs to take a break. Like I'm always saying that, one, you cannot pour from an empty cup. Two, self-care really means that you need to give yourself permission to take a pause. A pause can mean anything. It means different things to everyone, to different people. For me, it meant four weeks off from work, um, just when I was starting to figure things out. For some other people, it can be different. It can be larger than that. It can be smaller. It can be anything at all. And this is where the self-awareness comes in, where you need to know yourself, when you know you're about to reach your breaking point. So as far as I went through all these seemingly negative experiences. I learned more about myself in this year than I have learned in my entire lifetime. I learned just how strong I can be. I learned just when strength isn't such a good idea. I learned when I'm about to reach my breaking point. I learned how to notice my triggers and to see that things are starting to go downhill. Because going back, I can relay it word for word, every experience that I ever had, every physical sensation that I felt before anything happened was a trigger, and um it made me much more self- aware so the biggest thing that I want you to take away today right now from my experience is that. It's okay to ask for help, it really is. Nobody expects you to have everything sussed out. You're only human at the end of the day. And you really do need to take care of yourself before you can think about, even think about taking care of other people. And especially if you're a mother or a wife or a daughter the responsibilities can weigh you down and it can get to a point where you totally lose yourself I would say that try not to get to that point as far as possible because bringing yourself back from that is really difficult and um, not everyone has the strength and resilience and willpower to be able to draw yourself back from from that um Hell whole, I want to say. Um, taking care of yourself is paramount. Strength sometimes is can be a weakness. And um, just really ask for help if you feel like you need it. So there we have it, my personal life story and my experiences as an ITU nurse on a COVID unit. Um, It wasn't something that I would recommend, or I would wish on my worst enemy, to be honest. Um, I went through a myriad of emotions. Um, I lost myself and it was very difficult to bring myself back. I'm still in the process of trying to bring myself back. But the one thing that I did learn is that what does not kill you will definitely make you stronger. It made me more self-aware. I feel like I can take on anything now. I feel like if I can go through what I went through, then I can go through anything. Because it wasn't just challenges in my professional life. I had major life changes and major challenges in my personal life as well happening spontaneously. But for some reason, I did manage to just come through on the other side. Um, I learned that, you, you know, you need to experience everything for yourself. And um, don't really take people's word for anything. They will tell you what they think based on their experiences. And one golden piece of advice I would say is, do not ever take advice from someone you would never switch places with. I also learned that I'm stronger than I think. Um, I thought I was strong, but I I actually, it turns out that I'm actually much, much, much stronger than what I initially thought. Um, My other biggest challenge were the racing thoughts. They just would not quiet down, nor would they calm down. But in time, I learned a very, very um, significant a way to cope with these racing thoughts. When I acknowledged them that they were just a thoughts and they weren't necessarily true, that was beginning of my rehabilitation. When I learned not to believe everything that I thought, that there were thoughts and there were separate entity for who I actually was, that was the beginning of my freedom walk. Um, they were quite deliberating at the time. And um, like I said, um, it took me months of sleepless nights to realize that I had a big problem and I needed to sort it out. So uh, don't believe everything you, um, you think. I know it sounds very difficult. It even sounds odd because the thoughts are yours. They're in your head. But believe me when I tell you, Don't believe everything you think. You need to get out of your head once in a while. And you'll be pleasantly surprised to see what you find. So today, I am going to leave you with one mantra that really kept me safe. And really, 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 really brought me back to the ground every time I felt like everything was spiraling out of control. It's a poem by Max Keller. I've known this poem for a very, very long time. And it has helped me so much in some of my life's challenges because it's very calming and it does help in terms of, um, you know, bringing you back to reality. It's called the um, desiderata and it goes like this. Um, Go placidly amid the noise and haste and remember what peace there may be in silence. As far as possible, without surrender, be on good terms with all persons. Speak your truth quietly and clearly and listen to others, even to the dull and the ignorant, they too have their story. Avoid loud and aggressive persons, they are vexations to the spirit. If you compare yourself with others, you may become vain or bitter, for always there will be greater and lesser persons than yourself. Enjoy your achievements as well as your plans. Keep interested in your own career, however humble, it is a real possession in the changing fortunes of time. Exercise caution in your business affairs, for the world is full of trickery. But let this not blind you to what virtue there is. Many persons strive for higher deals and everywhere life is full of heroism. Be yourself, especially do not feign affection. Neither be cynical about love, for in the face of all aridity and disenchantment, it is as perennial as the grass. Take kindly the counsel of the years, gracefully surrendering the things of youth. Nurture strength of spirit to shield you in sudden misfortune. But do not distress yourself with dark imaginings many fears are born of fatigue and loneliness beyond a wholesome discipline be gentle gentle with yourself you're a child of the universe no less than the trees and the stars you have a right to be here and whether or not it is clear to you no doubt the universe is unfolding as it should therefore be at peace with god whatever you conceive him to be and whatever your labors and aspirations and the noisy confusion of life, keep peace in your soul. With all its sham, drudgery and broken dreams, it is still a beautiful world. Be cheerful and strive to be happy. Thank you so much for tuning in and listening. I will catch you on the next round. Goodbye. Hello, everyone. Um, This is just a short bulletin um, by myself, Elima Audrey, in conjunction with Empowering Lives Northeast, um, about your mental health, yourself, obviously, and um, the pandemic that we are currently finding ourselves in. And thank you very much for tuning in um, this um, bulletin. And I am sure you will agree with me that the COVID-19 pandemic has had a major, major effect on our lives, more so on our mental health and our physical health. Um, Many of us are facing challenges that can be stressful, overwhelming, and obviously cause very strong emotions. And um, things like the public health actions that we're doing, such as social distancing and wearing face masks Although they are necessary to reduce the spread of COVID-19, they can obviously make us feel isolated and lonely and increase our stress and anxiety. Um, and also the fact that I have just read in the BBC News that the Britain is definitely starting to brace itself for yet another COVID wave, um, potentially. A third wave, which means more lockdown, more social distancing and more restrictive measures. And this will obviously not help with our mental health and the situation. Um, so I think it becomes necessary to point out that different groups experience the COVID-19 pandemic and lockdowns differently depending on which socioeconomic economic uh, situation that they are faced. Um, a particular focus we are having today is for our ethnic minorities and in particular women in this um, social group and it becomes very important for them to learn to cope with the stress that comes with the COVID-19 pandemic and um, in a healthy way. Um, So that you can continue to look after and care for the people around you. Um, Because we are, as women, we are always expected to be more resilient and to be caregivers. So it becomes pertinent for us to look after ourselves first before we can think about looking after other people. Um, There is obviously well-documented burden of mental health disorders following disasters, in particular like the COVID-19 pandemic, through um, increased exposure to uh, stresses. Um, So you will find that more than two-thirds of adults report feeling somewhat worried about the effect of this pandemic. Women are no exception. And um, statistics show um, these I have gotten from the uh, Mental Health Foundation and uh, the most common issues are that 63% are worried about the future, especially in light of job losses and um, some physical effects of the COVID-19 if you were unfortunate to suffer with it. reported feeling stressed and anxious. 49% reported being very bored because of social isolation. So you can see that it is hitting on all fronts social, economic, physical, mental, and emotional. And speaking of emotional, it is worth mentioning that social isolation has also some detrimental, (coughs) beg your pardon, emotional effects other than loneliness and boredom. For example, the number of domestic abuse cases soared during the lockdown. Safe houses, hostels and charities that deal with domestic violence were written, They absolutely reached capacity during lockdown. It was difficult. They were stretched at the seams. They were getting calls right, left, right and centre. So definitely something to look out for. Um You will agree with me that the most important, that the biggest issue with uh, our mental health would be um, the stress and the anxiety that comes with with social isolation, obviously, and the COVID pandemic, especially if you have lost some loved ones or you have been directly affected through illness by the COVID-19 pandemic. Um, I will just point out how stress can affect us and it can cause feelings of fear, anger, sadness and frustration, changes in appetite, difficulty concentrating and making decisions. Difficulty sleeping or nightmares, physical reactions such as headaches, body pains, stomach problems and skin rashes, and of course, a worsening of our mental health and our other chronic health problems. So you, it is becoming very important for us to adopt, especially for women, coping mechanisms to deal with the effects of the stress and anxiety. Because in light of what I've just mentioned about the BBC News announcing that we may or may not be entering into a third wave of COVID, we will need to continue looking after ourselves. So coping mechanisms have to be very, very much employed. And in other news, we need to seriously consider taking the vaccination because it will protect you and protect other people and this is coming from a healthcare professional myself and I work directly on the front line so I have watched and seen the effects of the covid-19 pandemic on your physical health and it goes without saying that you do need to consider taking the vaccine it is there for your benefit it will do you no harm as far as I know I have had to both my my um my shots and I'm still walking I haven't grown a third limb just yet <laughs> So um, getting back to the um, coping mechanisms, it is very difficult. It is very difficult under the circumstances, but we should, as far as possible, employ some coping me- mechanisms and especially take breaks from watching, reading or listening to the news stories. Now, this is somewhat contradictory based on what I've just said. Um, I've just read from the BBC News. It's good to be informed, but hearing about the pandemic consistently can be upsetting, especially if you've been directly affected by it. Uh, you also need to take care of your physical body. So like I mentioned, take the vaccine, take deep breaths, meditate, eat healthy, well-balanced meals, exercise regularly and get plenty of sleep. And obviously avoid excessive alcohol, tobacco and substance use. Um, you also need to continue with your routine preventive measures, cancer screenings, and of course, the vaccinations, like I mentioned, as recommended by a healthcare provider. Um, make time to unwind, try to do some other activities you enjoy, and especially connect with your community of faith-based organizations. Um, while social distancing measures are in place, try connecting online through Zoom, through social media, or by phone or email. You can also help others cope, but then again, you still need to take care of yourself first. Um, So because this can better equip you to take care of others. So during times of social distancing, it is especially important to stay connected with your friends and family. Helping others cope will help with your stress as well. And you can always do this through phone calls, video chats, and your loved ones will feel less lonely and absolutely isolated. So thank you very much for listening to this short bulletin. I hope you have gathered some information and you have um, benefited somewhat. It also is very important to refer to your local mental health services. If you are feeling overwhelmed, your GP would be your first point of contact. Um, and, this, and they can signpost you to whatever services are available in your area. Um, the Mental Health Foundation can be accessed online as well. Their website is very much available for your disposal, at your disposal. You can go through it and find out how best you, they can help you as well. So once again, thank you very much for listening and um, take good, good, good care of yourselves.